0: Stick to it. You got to have some stick to itness about what comes in and what goes out because people want to have more money, but they're not managing what they have.
1: Welcome to Mind Matters with Dr. J.A. Jones. Dr. Jones is the head pastor of the Faith Community Church of God in Orange Park, Florida. Relationships, finances, our spiritual life, whatever it is, our problems start within, in our minds. Dr. Jones explores mental wellness through the application of God's Word in our lives. It's just what the doctor ordered. Let's join him now and dig into Mind Matters, because your mind matters to God.
0: Thank you for tuning in to Mind Matters with myself, Dr. Jones. I'm glad you're here today. I hope you had a great week and a great day. It's a powerful message today. It is part two, how we live matters, five ways to live your best life. We have already discussed your spiritual life. It is paramount that you put your faith in God. You accept Jesus as Savior and Lord of your life going forward. And living for him spiritually means praying, means uh, having a prayer life that is not monologue but dialogue. That means you talk to God and you listen. It's a two-way experience. But also you get into the Bible because it is God's instruction before we leave this earth, basic instructions. It's so important to connect to a local church. It's so important to share your faith. It's just so important to live spiritually and staying connected to the source, which is God. The second thing we discussed in the previous show is that your mind do matters to God, too. How we live matters, but your mental state, your mental health, how you're thinking mentally, how you're processing life through thoughts, because we think 50-plus thoughts a day, give or takes. And most of the time, those thoughts are repetitive, 90% of them from the previous day. So if you keep your mind on him, God will keep you in perfect peace. I want you to know that, sir, ma'am, wherever you are, you don't have to think that you're crazy. You're not crazy. Our mind just must be developed. I remember scripture says that God has not given us the spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. That scripture talks about a disciplined mind. A determined mind so you can keep your mind in the right space your mind can always be improving and gaining ground in life the third thing we're talking about today is relationships how you can flourish in your relationships we already addressed is important if you're single and you're ready to get married what that means and what the Bible has to say about it we've already addressed if you're in a relationship if you're in a marital relationship how to nurture that love, how to have great understanding. And now we want to address some issues as it relates to, or some information as it relates to, now you're single, can you be content? Because most people have been divorced, widowed, widower, now they're single or they've never been married or they are a single parent. But I want you to know you can still be content in your singleness. I think that's a show called Living Single. A lot of times we try to mirror what we see on TV, which is not reality. So you got to mirror what the word says. The Bible tells us in Philippians chapter four, I am not saying this because I am in need. Philippians chapter four, verse 11 and 12. It says, I have learned to be content in whatever circumstances I find myself in. This is the apostle Paul. Talking to the church at Philippi. And I believe this is God talking to us today as you're listening in because you can use your singleness as a time of personal growth. Get to know you, get to know yourself, understand your tendencies. Sometimes when you live at home with your parents, now you're on your own, you got to know what it means to be an adult. I think they call it today adulting, right? Learning how you pay your own bills, learning how to talk to people learning how to talk to yourself. You have to cultivate certain hobbies and build a stronger support system while you're single. You got to focus on becoming the best version of yourself. That's so important. There was a person that I met years ago. He was a deacon, and he still is a deacon today. He went to church. I think he was recently divorced, maybe three years previously, and the pastor prayed for him in church. It was a big church in another state that where I am now. And his desire was to get married again. And the pastor prayed for him and told him some things uh, in a prophetic way. He, he told this young man, listen, God' plan is for you to be married again. But you have to get yourself together. You have to get yourself right. And you have to get your affairs in order. And how he looked at what the pastor said to him. He has to get his credit right. He has to get his, his mind where it needs to be. He has to be more stable in his work environment. He has to get to know who he is. If we don't know who we are, we can interact and be connected to somebody, and then we cause them a problem, right? If we don't know our purpose, if we don't know where we're going in life, if we don't know what God has called us to do, is almost like Jonah, right? Uh, God called Jonah to go and preach to Nineveh, I believe in the scripture, but he ran from God. Then he found himself on a ship and other people was in trouble because he was out of the will of God. So you want to make sure you get your life together so you won't mess up or impact somebody else's life negatively. You know, being single, (laughs) it's like really having a superpower. Right, because you're totally in control. If you're at home, you're totally in control of the remote control, right? Of the TV remote, right? You're totally in control of what you want to eat. You're totally in control when you come, when you go, what you put on, all of those things. So it's a blessing to be single. It's all right to be single, but be content. Just because you're getting older doesn't mean you're old maid. Just because you're getting older doesn't mean you know it's over. You could be thirty-five. You could be forty. You could be twenty-eight. Whatever it is for you, you could be forty-five. Don't rush. Stay single, but be content. And if you're ready to be married, that's a whole nother ball game. Just because you have friends that are married, that doesn't mean that's your path to take at the moment. Be patient. Wait on God. Enjoy your singleness. Get to know who you are. All right, I said enough about that. Uh, let's move forward. Because it's so important to have that right attitude. What about the workplace? We're talking about how to flourish uh, in relationships. That's what this is all about today. How to flourish in relationships, part two. How we interact in the workplace plays a crucial role in our overall well-being. The Bible said, whatever you do, do it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not as to man or human masters. What about another scripture? It says serve wholeheartedly in the book of Ephesians chapter six, verse seven, as if you were serving the Lord and not people. The problem with having healthy relationships is that we do it based on a hidden agenda. I mean, not for the most part, right? You still don't do that. You do it from authentic attitude, right? But you got to do it in a real way. You can't do it just because somebody's watching you, then you work hard. Or if they're not watching you, you kick your, your foot up on your desk or you kick your foot up uh, on somebody or, or you take a two-hour lunch and you only allocate an hour lunch. But whatever you do, listen to me, sir. Listen to me, ma'am. I want you to know, in order to thrive and have flourishing relationships as it relates to work relationship, you got to do it with all your heart. Now, if your heart ain't right, you got to help uh, allow God to speak to your heart and and you got to change your ways, right? You got to consider your ways because we live life from the inside out, not from the outside in. Whoever you are from the inside is going to show on the outside and people would know it because you got to foster a positive and collaborative work environment. You got to work with people. You got to work with people of diversity Everybody may not look like you or act like you or talk like you. So you got to know how to interact in the workplace. But whatever you do, do with all your whole heart. You got to offer constructive uh, feedback sometimes. And, you know, you got to contribute to conversations and meeting. You got to be an active listener. Whatever you do, know that you have value too, right? At the workplace, you can give your opinions or give your thoughts and leave it all to God, even if someone doesn't take it, that doesn't mean you being rejected. They just don't know what you're trying to say. You may have to say it in a different way. So you have to develop communication skills and know how to communicate more effectively, you know, because sometime in the workplace, there's politics, just like politics on the news. There's politics in the White House. There's politics in the government. There's politics in the state. Politics are everywhere, and it's, still at the workplace as well. Have you ever tried, listen to this, have you ever tried to put together some furniture, put together a swing, or put together some things or uh, some toys, and you try to do it without following the instructions? That can be confusing, it can be frustrating, and guess what happens? It may not function well. A lot of times we're trying to do things and don't understand how to do it. God gives us a way to do everything because How we live matters, and God shows us the way. Let me share this with you. Sometimes our ways are not God's ways. Listen to me. I want you to listen to me very well as a coworker, as a supervisor, or as an entrepreneur. Sometimes our ways are not God's ways. His thoughts are always higher than our thoughts. But the point is, you can do life God's way if you do it the way he has called you to do it. Do life at work with integrity do life at work with a good character keep your word because your word is your bond a good name is better to be chosen than great riches the bible says so it's important what about friends let me move on (laughs) what about friends friends are so important right you got to know what friends to keep and what friends to let go you know uh some friends come in your life for a reason a season and they come in your life for a purpose the Bible says in Proverbs, walk with the wise and you become wise. For a companion of fools suffers harm. That's Proverbs, I believe, chapter 13. You know, we got to be wise. In order to be wise, you got to walk with wise people. That means you need help from somebody else and, they need, and you, they need help from you too. But if you know they're not wise, you need to kick them to the curve or not associate with them regularly. Because some people will bring other people down. I spoke that scripture a while ago. Evil communications will corrupt good morals. I have disconnected with some friends in my life. I have disconnected with some colleagues in my life, and they have been good people as relates to friendship over the years, but they're not where I am today. So I had to kind of disconnect from them, and that's all right. I remember when God told Abraham to offer his son Isaac, And he told the people, he said, I'm going up to the mountain to worship and my son is coming with me, but I want y'all to stay right here. And some people need to stay at a lower place so you can get to a higher place because it is God's will. Here's another scripture about uh, relationships or as relates to friends. One who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin. That's Proverbs chapter 18 verse 24. Now that is true. One who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin. But there's a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Why? Because if you're friends with somebody, you're vulnerable, you're open to what they have to say, you're connecting with their heart, your heart, and you have a tendency to listen to them. So that's important as we go forward in this message today, in this time that we have to, to get today to understand that our life do matter in how we live. So God wants you to live your best life and the best life is to do life the Bible way or God's way. You got to evaluate friendships based on shared values, mutual respect, positive influence. You got to surround yourself with those who uplift and inspire you because some people will not inspire you. I am at the place today, I am more insightful than inspirational. I listen to things, I do things, I read things that incite me or makes me more insightful versus inspirational. I'm not as emotional, but I'm more in tune to who I am and where God wants me to go.
1: Dr. Jones is the pastor of Faith Community Church of God in Orange Park, reaching a hurting world with the love of Jesus. We thank you for listening to Mind Matters, and we encourage you to show support for the many community outreach ministries that Dr. Jones and Faith Community Church tend to. You can give at Faith Community's website, faithccop.org. Or just text Money Sign and the amount you want to give to 833 435 8022. That's 833 435 8022. We are blessed to be a blessing. Now let's get back to the program.
0: You see, because picking friends is like assembling a playlist. You know, I have a playlist on my phone. You want a mixture of different vibes, of different songs, right? But each song or friend should add something positive to your life. Now, none of us listen to music that brings us down, right, on your playlist. So you got to have certain friends that add certain value to your life because you're going to add value because you are a person of value. You are an asset, not a liability. I hope you got that, right? All right, listen. So now let's go forward as we're talking about how to live your best life, these five areas, because- how we live matters. Say this with me. How I live, I heard you, come on, say it one more time. How I live matters. It does matter. Studies suggest that positive social connections contribute to emotional well-being. So when we choose friends wisely, is not just about popularity, because some people have friends just to be popular. If they know people in the higher places or they work at a certain company, oh, that's my friend, really? I don't think that's the way to live. But it's about building a support system that enhances your life going forward because you give and you take and you take and you give because life is about giving and receiving, right? It's about compromise, but never compromise as it relates to your values. That is so important. Friends are key. Now, let's go to the next point. As we we have talked about several things Financial freedom. I'm only highlighting a couple of things. To me, that's so important as these five areas to live your best life spiritually, mentally, relationally, and now we're going to address financial because we can have a level of financial freedom. Our world, I know the United States is trillions of dollars in debt. And guess what? Most people are following the same pattern. They're just following along. They're just falling in line. That is not God's plan. The Bible says where your treasure is, that's where your heart will be also. I believe that's in the Gospel of Matthew. But it also says that a borrower is slave to the lender. I don't like debt. I like to dump debt. I'm defeating debt. I hate debt. I hate interest. But I wanna touch on a couple of things. This is what the scripture says in the book of Proverbs chapter 21, the wise store up choice food and olive ore, but fools gulp theirs down. Whatever you bring in, you just can't spend more than you have. You have to delay gratification. If you bring in a thousand dollars a month and if you are spending 1200 a month, you are in trouble. You do that consistently for months in and months out. You're going to be not just in debt. You're going to go bankrupt. You're going to go down financially. Here's the principle. You got to store. You got to save. You got to give. And you have to manage what you have. Because you have to create a realistic spending plan and stick to it. Listen to me. Stick to it. You got to have some stick to itness about what comes in and what goes out because people want to have more money, but they're not managing what they have. I believe when we're blessed with much, we got to manage what we're blessed with so we can have more because financial freedom often starts with a clear understanding of your income, expenses, and your financial intentions or your financial goals. And that's so important as you understand just this one touch of of what i'm talking about this aspect of financial freedom you can be free from financial bondage because when i think about the word freedom i think about not being bound because debt can bring you into a place of bondage i would say a lot of credit card debt i used to have it i don't have any none no more i had a walmart card i had to let it go because they went up on my interest rate. I had, I started with 18, and all of a sudden I had 28.9%. I got on the phone, make the phone call, and they asked me, what's the problem? I said, the problem is, why did y'all go up that much on my uh, credit card? Because I paid my bill every month. I paid the minimum payment. And the representative was not trying to be rude, but she was saying, well, sir, because we can, because it's in the fine print. I said, okay. And that's what the scripture says. The borrower is slave to the lender. So I towed that card up and paid that $497 off and that was probably 15 years ago. and have not had one since as it relates to that. It's B, The B word, budgeting, is not a bad word. I call it a spending plan, whatever you wanna call it, right? You know, when you have a spending plan, it can be like a diet for your wallet, you know? It may feel first restrictive, but at the end, you realize it is the key to financial health. <laughs> you know, you'll have less financial cholesterol because, you know, you got good cholesterol, you got bad cholesterol. But if you take time to plan what come, what comes in and you manage it, most people today, the studies are still out there. 70% to 80% of people do not have a spending plan or a budget. That's a shame even in the Christian world, the Christian space. That's not God's will. I do believe we should know what comes in and what goes out, even if you have bad credit. I don't care if you have credit 398 and your goal is to get, or your intention is to get to 700, you can get there. Start now, delay gratification. Don't spend more than you make. The only debt I have, by the grace of God, is my house. And I've been in heavy debt over the last years and I made up my mind, many years ago, never again. When that lady told me on the phone that because we can, because I borrow money from this company, I'm all right with that, because they can. It may not be right, (laughs) but because they can. Because study indicates that financial stress can significantly impact mental and emotional well-being Do you know that financial stress can impact a relationship, a marriage relationship? It can impact you as a single parent with your children. It can impact your mind and your emotions. That's not God's plan. You gotta create a financial plan that helps you improve your bank balance, right? And it can positively influence your overall quality of life. You can be more of a giver than a taker if you know what comes in and what comes out, what goes out, right? I mean, let me move on from that because my plan today and my goal, my intention is to help you to live your best life spiritually. We talked about that. If you just tuned in uh, mentally, you can keep your mind where it needs to be and God would keep you in perfect peace, but it's up to you. Relationally and all those ways that you have a relationship, financially is key, but also physical. Here's the last point. Physical well-being is key. If you want to thrive in physical well-being You can. So how do we do that? I don't have time to express every nuance or everything to share with you. But I want you to know you can thrive in your physical well-being. Your body is important. Most people don't understand who they are as a spiritual being, but they do see other people, right? Your body. The Bible says, do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit? who is in you, whom you have received from God. You are not your own. You were bought with a price. Therefore, honor God with your body. Wow. I love Snickers. I love sweets. I love red velvet cakes. I love German chocolate cakes. I love peach cobbler. I love uh, cheesecakes. I mean, probably it's not too many sweets I don't like to eat. There's a couple, but... For the most part, I would eat those things. But if I eat 10 Snickers a day, five Snickers a day, do you know where my body's gonna be in about a couple of weeks or less? uh, High-wired, addicted, you know, on the edge, not feeling well, lack of energy. If you eat a lot of things that are unhealthy, God didn't do it, you did it. If I do that, I did it. You have to take care of your temple. My wife called our body a mobile home, (laughs) a place that we use for a temporary moment until we die and go to heaven, you know, until that time comes, right? You got to take care of your body. The Bible says this in Proverbs chapter three, do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord, shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. Did you hear that? That's powerful, right? Don't think, to live life your own way live life god's way by taking care of your temple exercise walk run you don't have to have a gym membership go outside and walk around they say you got to have at least 30 to i don't know an hour a day cardiovascular just walk around the block plan a route you know i like you know different sports myself but i can't do it like i used to do it Sometimes you can dance you can dance in your house you can you know, do Zumba, whatever it may be. Just take time to do something rather than do nothing, you know, but whatever you're going to do, find a way that it brings joy and keeps your body active. And that's so key in order to thrive in your physical well-being because it is God's will. You got to try to stay healthy without enjoying, you know, cake and, and, and all of those other things, right? <laughs> You know, a lot of times, right. um, let me let me back up. It's all right to eat cake, all right? But don't allow cake to eat you, right? It's all right to take a bite of, of sweets, but don't, I used to eat the whole, a whole box of Krispy Kreme donuts, I must admit. I can repent, I can tell the truth and shame the devil. But now that's been years ago, right? I, that was when I was a lot younger. I'm talking about in a matter of five minutes or less, All 12 are gone but I learned from that I only eat one or two or three now and I don't I'm not eating at this point but as relates to that because I have to curtail what I'm eating Uh, sugar is the most addictive thing on the planet listen to me sir ma'am is I know cocaine is bad marijuana can be I mean good bad or however you look at that I know other drugs can be bad opioids all of those things but sugar That's at the top. That's once they get in your system and you taste that and your body craves that. So you got to minimize the sugar in your system, you know. Very important going forward, you know, because uh, once you do that, you realize you're going to have more energy, you're going to have more clarity mentally, and that's the key. Here's some signs, you know, the benefits of regular exercise on physical and mental health and physical mental health well-documented. Exercise releases endorphins. It can reduce stress. Hopefully, I think most people know that, but they really don't do. A lot of us know more than what we're doing when it relates to our body. If you're a believer, your body reflects a testimony of how you trust God, right, if you're a believer. I'm not saying just because, you know, you don't have to be 125 pounds or you don't have to be 225 pounds or whatever it may be but you gotta know your body is key. It's so important to take care of the temple, the mobile home, the tent, whatever is is important. Do something versus do nothing. I'm glad you tuned in today. Mind Matters with myself, Dr. Jones. We have talked about several things today, your spiritual life, your mental life, your relational life, because they matter to God and I hope it matters to you. Your financial life matters. You can have a level of financial freedom. I do, and I want, you do. I want you to have go down the same path. And you can have a body that is well instead of being ill. Take care of your temple, and that is key. And I'm looking forward to you being with me next week as we pick up and talk about more things about our mind, because our mind matters to God.
1: Thanks for tuning into another episode of Mind Matters with Dr. J.A. Jones. Be sure to tune in next Sunday at 5 p.m. right here on Praise 107.9 for more insightful discussion about how God's word can get our minds right. You can also hear Dr. Jones preach in person Sundays at 11 a.m. at Faith Community Church of God at 1268 Gaino Avenue in Orange Park, Florida 32073. Thanks again for listening. Stay mindful and keep striving for improvement because your mind matters to God.